Hello, my name is Hurricane and my co-host is Stiggs, and you're listening to the Hurricane and Stiggs podcast. We give you a quote of the day, talk about it, get inspired, tell stories, and we do it all in roughly 10 minutes. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Folks, we also want to remind you that we have a Facebook and an Instagram, so please give us a like and follow us. We'd like to get to know our listeners a little bit better, so please go ahead and uh, show us a little bit of love, show us a little bit of support. Also, go to iTunes and give us a review on iTunes as well. It helps us out, helps us to uh, just get a little more traction out there. So Share and comment, uh, man. We, we want to hear your comments. We want to know you. We want to uh, hear what you have to say. Yeah, we want your feedback. We want truly, we want honest feedback. And let me tell you, Stiggs, it's harder and harder to find. People don't want to be honest with you, but we can uh, we can talk more about that later. Folks, today we have Big Will, Dances with Wallace himself, joining us for another episode of the podcast. So Big Will, glad you can make it back. Welcome back to the show, Big Will. Yeah, man. Oh. This is great. This is great, man. It's so... It's almost like you're a regular. It's so <laughs> good awesome, to be back. Man. I, uh, you know, I, I felt blessed and honored and humbled to be in one episode, but to be a part of two is a whole nother thing. And we man, just must say... We're happy to have you. We're happy to have you, and Paul Offer, we do love you. We promise. <laughs> <laughs> we do oh, love man, you, Paul. I love that there's going to be like this long-standing feud between Paul Offer and Dances with Wolves, and they've this never so met. so great. Well, it's, it's even thing. better because, as you mentioned yesterday, Stiggs, Ohio State versus Michigan, too, right? Fan base is completely different. They hate each other, absolutely hate each other. So it adds more fuel to the fire. So it's even better. <laughs> so, Paul, if you're listening to this at work and you're getting upset, if you just need to take a walk outside. Work, go blue. Go yeah. blue. <laughs> yeah, take a walk outside. Take a breather. I don't know. Do some push-ups. Do whatever you got to do, Paul. But you'll be okay. You'll be all right. Okay, guys. So today's quote comes from Samuel L. Jackson, who said, If you have an opportunity to use your voice, you should use it. Again, if you have an opportunity to use your voice, you should use it. Now, I mean, only that man has if, a great voice, though. I was going to say, only if I could say it in the voice of Samuel L. Jackson, that quote would be even better, but I can't, so I'm just going to stop and not even try. All right, fellas, it's a great quote. What, uh, what jumps out at you from, uh, from this quote? Yeah, so... It just jumps out because it's so fresh in my mind. I actually bought a book, or my wife bought a book for our four-year-old son. Y'all know those uh, like choose-your-own storybooks. Like, you, it, it comes to a part in the story and it says, "What should you do? You know, pick this or pick that." Um, that Black Mirror on uh, Netflix did uh, a whole thing. It was like a whole episode where you could like choose your own episode type of thing, but. Um, but back to the book, my, my son's book, it's like about this little kid, Danny, who can like make, he has the power to choose and make his own choices. And it's about like his day at school. And one of the parts where it comes to is he's out at recess and there's a bully on the soccer field that like scores three goals and makes a kid cry. And then his friend um, is in goal and this bully scores a goal on her and says, hi, you're even worse than that other kid. You should just get off the field. And it stops and says, what should Danny do? Should he keep playing and not say anything? Or should he speak up and tell the bully that that's not nice? Um, 
And it's so funny because my son, he loves this book. I've read it in the past week. I've read it to him probably like 20 times. And every single time we get to that part in the book, he always picks, just keep playing and say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I try and prompt him. I'm like, hey, bud, you know, what do you think? Like, you should... Well, shouldn't he? Shouldn't he stick up for his friend? Like he's like, no, nah, just keep playing, you know. <laughs> oh uh, man! So I, I love I've it. actually not read the part of the book where, like, if he spoke up for his friend, like, what would happen next? I don't know. I just know what happens when he doesn't, and his day does turns worse, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and he ends up getting man. picked on, and he goes and cries in the corner. Uh, so. Um, I don't know. It's just funny. Yeah. Like a little kid's book, uh, really, I I love that book actually, but it's got a lot of things, but yeah, it's the same thing. Like if you have the power to speak up for someone who can't have a voice or who doesn't have a voice, use it, man. Like you, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Well, like I find for me, it's hard to speak up sometimes because I, I'm, I get socially awkward. I'm like, ah, well maybe I shouldn't, you know, like, what should I say? Like, maybe I shouldn't say it. Like, I, I don't know what your experience is, but I'd love to to see see what you you have to think about that. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's kind of funny. I feel like a lot of times, I uh, I have the opposite problem of uh, <laughs> you know not not knowing when to shut my mouth. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> So I find myself getting into trouble because I say too much and not too little. Um, so I I admire your son. He uh, he seems like the kind of kind of man that knows when to pick his pitch, if you will. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I definitely think uh, there definitely has been moments in my life I feel like where. Uh, you know, something, nothing specific comes to mind, but I, you know, I know I find myself, uh, in moments where I, I feel like, like I lack the courage to say what's needed to be said, you know? I mean, I think we all would like to be the kind of person that when they are, you know, witnessing some sort of injustice that they, uh, can speak up and, and stand up for the person who doesn't have a voice, you know? So I, I, I certainly aspire to, to be someone like that. Um, but, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully in, in some of those moments where I've struggled to keep my mouth shut, I've spoken some wisdom and not just, uh, foolishness. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. That's good point. Good point. I, well, it's so hard because we need to be speaking up if we can, especially in situations where it calls for it, of course. But I think we all know this. But it's so difficult, too, because sometimes you wonder what's going to happen after the fact, depending on the situation. I, I ran into a very, very sad situation years ago. Um, oh, goodness, probably. Oh, wow. Has it been that long? Maybe 15 years ago? 15 years ago? I was down in Guatemala. And a very unfortunate situation was occurring where there was this guy uh, belittling his wife and yelling at her and, and hitting her. And so uh, me and this other guy, we stopped. We stared at him. We stared him down until he, he stopped and he cut it out. We told him he had to stop. Um, and he did, which is great. But at the same time, like, we couldn't stand there all day. We had to go. We were traveling through. So we were just happened to walk down this one street of this neighborhood and so we both couldn't help but think about what was going to happen after the fact, you know. Um, 
because I mean we we use our voice there, but then like what else do we do? And so sorry, sorry to take this from like kind of funny to super serious, um, but it, it's hard because then you use your voice and you do what you can, and I guess you just hope that other people continue to use their voice. So if everyone's collectively using their voice, then like maybe we can stop something ridiculously bad from happening or. You know, we can actually bring justice to the world. So it's tough, though, man, because like I still, I still think about like, man, what happened to that lady after we left? What happened? You know. But what can yeah. I do? Just some yeah. tourists in Guatemala. Like, what were they gonna do? Like, you know, probably weren't gonna listen to me anyway. Well, the police wouldn't. You know. So, you know, justice systems and all that. It's, it's tough, man. But yeah, if you got a voice, you gotta, gotta use it, man. Use it. I don't know. Start a, start a podcast. You know, it doesn't have to be uh, something super serious. It'd be kind of silly and and fun, like this awesome podcast. All right, so Big Will, we have you back. Um, You got a fun fact, I hear. So you got a little fun fact for the day for us. Yeah, yeah. So if you were listening on Monday, uh, you know uh, I I do have a a, uh, a 9 to 5, but I also have a side hustle working for a brewery. Um, I'm also a home brewer. Uh, so brewing beer is something I'm passionate about. Uh, I care about the history of it and where it's going to go in the future. So it's a little, uh, Jimmy Carter fun fact for you. Um, (laughs) one of the greatest presidents in America. This is true. This is true. Great. (laughs) Not true. Not true at all, but (laughs) (laughs) you know, who, who, who am I to judge a man? Um, but anyways, uh, this is at least one of the uh, shining moments that uh, I appreciate in his presidency. So Prohibition began in 1919, if I'm not uh, incorrect. Um, and then later, the Federal Alcohol Administration um, had an act uh, that laid out new a new set of liquor laws. And so home winemaking uh, in 1935 uh, for a family and personal use was made tax exempt, but not for home, wow. not for home brewing, uh, which is an injustice in, in, uh, in my <laughs> mind. Um, but Jimmy Carter comes to our rescue on October 14th of 1978 <laughs> Uh, where he signs a bill um, creating an exemption uh, from taxation of beer brewed at home for personal and family use. And this exemption went into effect in February 1st of 1979, making home brewing legal on a federal level in the United States of America. Um, so, once ag- Is that like a national holiday for home brewers? Big Will, you know, is that like? Do you celebrate that every year? Like, do you pop open a homebrew and just like happy homebrew day or, or something? I, I gotta be honest, I haven't in the past, but now I feel like I should. I feel like I'm doing an injustice. You need to. It's time for me to well, use my voice. And uh, that, that's what I was gonna say, Big Will. <laughs> you need to use your voice. Jimmy Carter used his voice, and now here you are on a podcast using your voice. To spread the love about Home Brewing Day in America. That's right. Did you know, though, that... Did you know, Big Will, since you're a beer connoisseur, maybe you know this. Um, 
Did you know that beer wasn't recognized as an alcoholic drink in Russia until 2013? So they could be home brewing all they want and nothing <laughs> would matter. They considered it a, a soft drink up until 2013 in, in Russia. Man. That's the difference between America and Russia. Uh, one of many. One of many. One of hey, many. you know, instead of water, we'll just drink vodka. You know what I mean? Oh, soft drink? You want a beer? Yeah. Beer, beer, soft drink, same thing. Doesn't matter. I love it. Oh, man, I love it. Well, folks, use your voice. You have a voice, as Samuel L. Jackson reminded us. If you have a voice, you need to use it. So whatever the outcome, maybe you're teaching your four-year-old son actually choose the right thing, or maybe... Sometimes you got to realize when to, you know, put a muzzle on that voice so you don't say too much. <laughs> anyway, use your voice, whether it's for serious situations or bringing home brewers joy in America. Folks, thanks for listening to the Hurricane and Sticks podcast. My name's Hurricane. Of course, we have Big Will and Sticks. Thanks for listening, folks. Catch you on the flop edge. <laughs> Dude, I like, I totally blanked it. I was like, I think it just said Sticks. We'll figure it all out, man. You've been drinking that micro brew. Yeah, man. Jimmy Carter is not doing you any favors. (laughs) He's not. Hey, you know when the the first, like, micro brew that made it big, you know who it was? What's that? Uh, Sam Adams. You got it, man. Oh, man. You got it. Boston Lockers.